0: how's it going everybody and welcome back to another episode of your favorite Swim bait podcast scales and tails episode 87 today and i've kind of i i had fallen into a slump it's super nice here in michigan Uh, i got a paddleboard got on some really good fishing and uh i i just i got into fishing and i kind of i kind of put the put the podcast on hold because the fishing was so good so we're coming back into it. you guys will be hearing this tomorrow so we we uh, Kyle and I actually recorded this Sunday, so kind of kind of fell behind a little bit, but we're back in the groove of things. So I am joined by Mr. Kyle Gracely behind uh, Gracely Bates. And What's going on, everybody. If you guys haven't, if if you guys like have just started listening recently or haven't listened back to the backlog, so Kyle and I recorded like this time last year, like early May, and since then I've I've got to meet and hang out with Kyle twice since then. Yeah, yeah. So Virginia yeah. and Texas. And it, it's so weird now that like, I've gotten to talk to Kyle in person, I've gotten to shake his hand and stuff. And like, it's cool when I get to talk to people that I don't know, but it's even cooler when I get to talk to people that I've like, I hadn't known. And then I met like after it's, it's just so cool because I know Kyle, I've gotten to talk to him about his baits and just do all sorts of, I mean, when we recorded the first time, I didn't have any of your baits yet. And That's right. And yeah, so now that I now that I have one and I've caught some really good fish on it, it's like, okay, like now I can pick your brain about it a little bit more since I have experience and and I can talk on its behalf and stuff like that.
1: I'm glad you finally got one, man. I was waiting for you to finally get one.
0: <laughs> Dude, I know. I so I bought uh aquatic marlin and you did did a couple collabs for that crappie for the machine yeah. gathering. Yep. And it was like maybe there was a couple on your table, but I saw that at the end of the show and I'm like, that's the one I want. So I picked it up. And literally, uh, we got back. We we drove back from Virginia. Uh, my girlfriend and I got back Sunday afternoon. Was uh-huh. way too tired to fish. Fish Monday, and dude, I caught like five or six fish the first day I had it. The first day I got to fish it, and that one. I remember was like, being so stoked. Yeah, the <laughs> one was like a four and a half pound smallmouth. I shit myself. Dude,
1: I I just you know it's crazy. Like it's funny because right because like I come on and and I talk to every I talk to you and I talk to other people about it. But being after, you know being able to actually see you stick something on it after like I've tried to talk about it and tried you know tried to hype it up a little bit right and yeah. tried to tell people about it it's cool that you know they they do actually catch fish and it's exciting for me dude I, I don't know I get super stoked every time that I see it so I was stoked yeah. when you sent me those pictures
0: yeah and like in the fall like later in the fall like more towards October November I was still catching smallmouth on it I was fishing it just like a jerkbait just you know chopping it in place and I was catching just fish on piles of fish I was catching just as many fish as the guy that was fishing a 110 next to me. Like it's, it was just absolutely ridiculous when they're on that bait. Like when they're wanting to eat gills and stuff, dude, that bait just shines through because nothing can replicate that bait. Like the, what is it? The gulp or not gulp, uh, power bait, gilly, the knockoff. Yeah. The little buddy. Yeah. The soft. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you can, you can just straight reel that or like bounce it like a jig, but you can't Kyle and I were talking about this before. Like, the finesse skill, so the small one, you can chop that thing in place, and you can you can just sit it there, and it you can just hit it really hard with some uh, hard reel twitches, and it'll move maybe an inch, and it'll just you know it'll dead walk right there, and that is so freaking cool because there's not many, I mean there's there's no other small baits like that that you can do that with, and especially the, a glide you know, bait.
1: And the other thing is, is right, it's exactly like you said, it's a glide bait, right? So like you know you can chop it in place with harder reel chops, but like I was saying before, even right before we jumped on. You know, it's one of those things you can sit there with softer reel inputs and you can actually get the thing to glide. I know it's only, you know, it's only a four and a half inch bait or whatever, but, you know, you can get the thing to move and it's fun. I mean, I have some guys that are fishing it and they're burning it on the surface and they're like, dude, the head knock on this thing. It feels like I'm fishing a crankbait,
0: you know, so. Yeah, dude, that's that's so sweet. There was something I was going to say about the bait off the top of my head. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, <clears throat> man. I, yeah, I can't remember what it was this is episode i think this is episode 13 of bass and Buzz. Uh, i i am of course drinking uh a scales and tails staple have a have gonna have a twisted tea or two what what about you oh this is episode 11 of bass and buzz kyle what are you nice. drinking today what are you sipping on
1: yeah i uh i'm drinking a bud light no i'm just kidding no i'm drinking a course Light.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man you
1: get a couple people left no. <laughs>
0: there you go there you go uh no, so light. So since you were on last, so it's been a year, and dude, when you were on last, what would you have, like, 15, 2000, 1,500, 2,000 followers, maybe? Yeah, I think I think I was at, I think I was almost to
1: 1,500. I was doing, like, a giveaway or a contest or something at 1,500, and I was telling, I think I talked about it a little bit. And, oh, yeah, you know, this contest is coming up, or it was happening, or something was happening, so
0: pretty yeah, crazy. It, it, and uh, I mean... I probably had to have like maybe 500 followers. Like maybe that would, that might be like a very, uh, very bold claim to say that I had 500 (laughs) followers at this point in time.
1: 499.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, how many followers do you have now?
1: Uh, Getting closer to 3,500.
0: Damn, dude. So you've gained close to 2,000 in the last year.
1: Yeah. It's, dude, you know what's cool though is that like it hasn't like, blown up to the point to where i've got so many followers i can't keep up with people like you know i'm still able to actually like talk to a lot of people so it's a slow growth and i know at some point i'll eventually hit a point where i can't reach out to everybody everybody but you know i talk to a good amount of the people that follow and i you know i think there's something that it's you know it, anything good is worth waiting for so i think it's uh, i think it's just going to be a slow growth thing but i yeah, think this, this year's going to be is going to be, it's already becoming a big one,
0: you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, I mean, when, dude, it's so weird to, so I don't, I don't like, like, I'm in the same boat as you. It hasn't been like, you know, hundred followers a day, but I'll be honest. Like, it's like, you know, seven to 15 followers a day right? And, and everybody's like super engaging. Like guys will slide up on my story all the time. I always put up those, like, uh, those polls so I can just kind of interact with people. And I'll have guys slide up and message me and stuff, and it's cool because like i I know a lot of the people, like if you interact with me, like I know your name, like I know the profile picture and stuff like i've okay. I've got a really good idea who you are. and like I said, so i I just crossed over two thousand, which is fucking crazy, yeah, dude. that's and, awesome. and like the magazine the next magazine's gonna be dropping like within the next week and a half, two weeks, like.
1: Bro, it's you're just, good for remembering people's names because I feel horrible. Bro, at the Texas gathering, I definitely had a couple dudes come up to me, and I was like, "Oh, bro, I recognize your face, but I have no idea what your name is."
0: <laughs> dude, bro, I dude. felt really bad because Friday night I got wasted, and people were talking to me, and they knew who I was, and I just—I was three sheets in oh, yeah. the wind, dude. I had no idea. what <laughs> People uh, yeah,
1: were—buzz is a good word for it. You were. <laughs>
0: Yeah, dude, I was I was hammered. I was (laughs) literally hammered. I was sufficiently sauced for sure. You were having a good time, dude. That was that was like the last time I had seriously drank. Like I I'll have like a beer while I'm working on the magazine, like once or twice a week. But that was like I drank twenty two teas that night, and then like uh, two or three uh, dosakis, and I was like, I woke up Saturday morning. And we got to the show and I was just like completely dead. And I, I drank some water and like that sun, that sun got really hot and it was like, somebody flipped a switch. I felt fine. Like I just like <laughs> sweat it all out.
1: <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. dude, You're crazy, bro. You're asking for a headache. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was, that was uh that was pretty brutal, but 11. <laughs>
1: that's insane. What'd you say? How many did you say you had You had 11?
0: 22.
1: Oh Jesus.
0: Yeah. yeah dude, like I was, crazy. I, yeah, I, I, I drank, uh, yeah, I had two two cases open, and there that was only was left next morning. Yeah,
1: <laughs> no, uh, dude, no. I think, uh, dude, especially with your like, I'm telling you, bro, your memes. I look forward to it. I, <laughs> me and my buddies usually end up calling each other and dying laughing for like an hour over something that you'll post. Whether it's, you know, something about the newest bait maker with a brush tail and big yeah. eyes, or whatever it is, dude. I mean, that shit cracks me up. <laughs>
0: Dude, so I I had started uh, a scales and twi- scales and tails Twitter account like two months ago just just for the just for the bullshit just to like see what Twitter was all about. I had never really had a Twitter, and I, Bro, just,
1: I still don't have one.
0: Yeah, I, like I hopped onto like the little search bar, I typed in swim baits and uh, like I you know there was the underground uh, some old stuff from Gilbert, a lot of Japanese stuff. The Japanese guys love freaking love Twitter, dude. I've met really Japanese guys off of Twitter, yeah, and. Uh, Dude, there was this guy who was like screenshotting my stuff and like posting it on his page, and he's like, "Hey, like, uh, he talks about this in this episode, or like, he, may, I think maybe one time he like screenshotted a meme or something." And I followed him, and I'm like, "I don't know who this guy is," <clears throat> and I, I, don't, I still don't really know who he is. Like, we talked, but I don't know. I'm not familiar yeah. with him. And, uh, dude, I followed him, and like ten minutes later, he messaged me. He's like, "Oh my gosh, dude, I'm so glad you're on Twitter!" Like, and I was just like, "Whoa, this is so weird." Like, you think that's comedy? you think of like the general stuff like Instagram, Facebook, and then like you, you go into a new world like Twitter. And I was just so surprised to see my stuff on Twitter. I'm like, that's that is like mind blowing. I'm like, I've I've never been on Twitter. I don't know. I've never posted anything about it. That's
1: That's cool, man. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I just can't get it. I call it Twitter. My wife laughs at me a lot, but I just, (laughs) dude, I just can't get into it. bro. Instagram is enough for me. Instagram and the Facebook group. It's like, there's, you know, there's enough drama going on there that Twitter's yeah. probably... I'm good to say.
0: <laughs> I think oh, I follow no. like 30 people on Twitter and uh, probably like 25 of them are Japanese guys. Like, <laughs> just, I just scroll through and look at all the Japanese bits that these guys are building and stuff and all the fish they're catching.
1: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, dude. No, they, bro, some of that stuff that they come up with is crazy. Like, what's that one, bro? People are going to freak out because I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But the one that looks like a sock.
0: Your favorite swim bait podcast is now proudly sponsored by Leviathan Rods. Leviathan Rods is a Texas based fishing rod company that's handcrafted and uses high end made in the USA rod blanks. Every sale from Leviathan helps support foster youth and their families. With Leviathan Rods, you're not only going to feel a difference, but you're going to help make a difference too. Friends of the show will also get 20% off their rod purchases by using code SCALES20 at checkout. So whether you're fishing at depth 250 or a square bill, make sure you're using the best rod choice out there Leviathan Rods. Oh, uh, like it's the, it's a DRT bit. I don't actually know yeah, it's a game it yet. Oh uh,
1: yeah. I don't know if it had a name or not, but I was like, that thing's crazy. Like but I saw it on the water, it looked kind of cool.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a very, they talk about it in the, the art or the DNA art or DNA of DRT book. It's a, it's a very interesting thing. It started out with like as a wind sock. Like they, they saw this like bass wind sock at like a store, a garage sale or something. And they bought it, and they swam it, and like they had some fish follow it, and then they just like just dove into designing their own like it. thing. It, it's it's super cool. That's I just sent though. you. I just sent you a bait that this guy built uh, that I follow on Instagram. And spoiler uh-huh. here. Uh, so, um, I I, ha- I have a Japanese guy who wrote an article for the next uh, for the next zine that you guys will get to read, and uh, it's super cool because I translated it from Japanese to English, Japanese and Korean. So like he he wants a whole bunch of magazines sent to Japan and a whole bunch of, like, U.S. baits and stuff. So there's going to be a big old Scales and Tails goodie box going to Japan uh, after these magazines drop, and I think that'll be super freaking cool. Dude, those
1: magazines are doing good, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like, you know, I, I, I actually ended up sending, because I got two of them from you, just so I could keep one in the packaging. And the other one, like, you know, I read through, and I, I gave it to one of my buddies, and then he ended up ordering one of his own. And so, like. It's just crazy. I mean, it's it's cool, man. I, those magazines. That was a really good idea because nobody else is doing that. You know yeah. what I mean? And so it's crazy because
0: really they're not even a thing. Like, like the Japanese don't even have like a swim bait magazine or anything like that, which is That's super wild. Saying, like,
1: yeah, dude, you, you you nailed that one, bro. That was a that was a good idea because I remember at one point you were talking about like, oh, what should I do different? You know, we were talking about like rod socks,
0: rod yeah, socks
1: or whatever. No, but that was, that was smart, bro. Like that, that was, that was a good move.
0: Dude, did I ever tell you about like the million dollar idea I had right before the magazines of the roll up travel board? No. So <clears throat> I don't think so. I'm going to, I'm going to say this and somebody's going to end up doing it. And it's not actually going to be a million dollar idea. So like the roll up travel boards, how like you, yeah. you can roll them out and like, if they haven't been unrolled in a while, they have like memory and like the edges will be all creased up and stuff. Totally. I wanted to make like I wanted to make a prototype with one that had a back sleeve, like a little two inch sleeve in the back. And do you remember those slap bands from elementary school? Yeah, dude, that'd be
1: sick.
0: And then and then like you you put the fish on there, it's good. And then you just you slap it shut and you just throw it in your bag.
1: Right, and then you snap it back. That's that would be so sick, dude.
0: I thought about that for the longest time. I had it all drawn up. I talked to quite a few people, probably like 10 people. And I like ran it past them and some were like, Oh, that's a good idea. And you're like, okay, but like, will it snap clothes? Like when you have a fish on it. And then I was just like, like, I have, I've had the idea of doing a travel board for a while. Like I've already had it sourced out, like how you can do it and everything yeah. and how how you could go about it. And I just like never honestly ever actually did anything, but the slat board, I had that in my mind for probably about like two weeks and then Marshall that's and I were funny. on the phone one day and I was like, oh, that'd be a super cool idea, you know, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, what if I started a magazine? And he's like, oh, that'd be super cool. And I'm like, well, what if I did, like, more than one a year? Well, the original plan was to do, like, a huge one, like, a 200-page one every year. And then I'm like, no, like, I want to do I want to do one, like, every couple months. And so then we stumbled well, onto the, yeah. the month or that's the month. And
1: that, you know, you get people anticipating something, talking, you know, talking to their friends about, oh, you mm-hmm. know, I want one of these. Like, oh, he's got another one coming next month. And
0: Yeah. Dude, Not, I remember no. there was, there was guys on universe and on their personal pages. They're like, Oh my gosh, I never thought that I'd miss a drop of a magazine. <laughs> it's, it's like, <laughs> it's like worse than trying to buy a bait or something like that. That's so That's and, and, and dude, like I already have the next one pretty much all planned out with what it's going to be. Like I have all the articles planned out. I have an idea who's going to write them all. Like, yeah. I don't know. This next one, this next one's going to be like, this is how it was with the first one. Like I was super hyped the first one I got them sold out or like sent the first like handful that I had out. And I'm like, man, I'm excited for the next one. Like I know what the next one's going to be like. And now after I have most, I'm mostly done with the second one. I'm like the third one's going to be even better. Like I know exactly what I want it to be like. I know a lot of the color schemes. I'm like, man, it just, it just slowly improves every time and it's just going to get better every time.
1: No, that's dude. That's awesome. So, so you're doing it every month, like almost for sure.
0: No, no. Uh, every, every quarter
1: or every quarter. That's right. That's right. That's right. I remember we talked about that. My brain, dude. No, you're good, man. It doesn't (laughs) always work for me the way that I need it (laughs) to.
0: Yeah. And so like, I already, I already have the, uh, the cover planned out for the September one and the Christmas or and the December Christmas one. Like, dude, I like, I have envisioned all this stuff so far out. Like I have a, uh, like a legal pad, like a yellow manila page, uh, you know, binder full of ideas, yeah. full of articles. Like I, I have everything figured out and like, I'll just have a new idea and I'll write it down and then I'll kind of have a sub paragraph or what I want it to look like and stuff. Like it's, it's so right. wild, man.
1: Better that than last minute trying to figure out what the hell you're going to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> man, like, God, I'd rather have an idea what stuff's going to work. Cause like, I had a lot of ideas for this next one and I, weren't, I wasn't able to, to get them going just yet. Like, some guys uh, hadn't gotten back to me in time yet or didn't show interest in it right away. So it's like, okay, right. I'll just save that for the next one. And like the next one, I've already got uh, close to three articles wrote or like being wrote up right now to send to me. So, so I'm what you're saying it. is don't buy the second one, get the third one. No, no, get the second <laughs> one, get the second one, too, because the, the second one has two foreigner uh, articles in it, like, written by guys who aren't from the U.S., so I think that'll be That's super great. cool.
1: Um, Who are I they? Think, Which guys uh, are
0: it? Uh, so, the first, the Japanese guy, uh, his Instagram page is Bass underscore Rock, and then his personal page is HM underscore HT or H-I-T. Uh, okay. Hold on, I have his name written what down, and I'm going to... I'm gonna butcher it for sure. Uh, did you see that bait yeah. I sent you? Because that was a bait he made. Yeah, dude, I was
1: laughing at it actually.
0: <laughs> uh, Hitaoshi Iwabuchi is his name. I probably didn't say that right, but that's his name. <laughs> and then, uh, and then the other guy who wrote an article, um, was Anton from from France that I had on last week. Uh, Anton Kolf? I think is how you say yeah. his last name so so he wrote an article too and i think i think both of those would be super cool and there's um two bait maker write-ups uh sick a uh a company that a lot of people know of wrote in there too um sticks picks uh what else is there sticks picks uh dude there's just i can't even remember in all honesty that's
1: crazy (laughs) no that's cool though man that's awesome
0: Oh, uh, a Texas Gathering review. Like, there's a couple pages of, like, the spreads about that and, like, talking about yep. that. Some bunch of other stuff. But, all right, that, that's enough talking about me. So, no, when, yeah. you were, <laughs> when you were on last time, you had only had the finesse gill.
1: Yeah, that was it.
0: And was the, was the big brother of that bait even thought of yet? Like, had you thought about making a little bit bigger one? You know what? Last
1: time I was on... I think I had said everybody wants me to go with the big one and I just don't know that I want to give it to them yet. Yeah, it was already in the works. I just, you know, I just didn't, I just didn't know how long it was going to be. So I didn't want to put it out there and then everybody, Oh, where's it at? Where's it at? So uh, it was kind of, you know, it was, yeah, it was already in the works. Um, Only a little bit, like, you know, nothing had actually been talked about yeah. for sure, for sure. But it was, you know, it was, it, it was something that was going to happen. It had to happen, you know? And it's funny, dude, cause it's like, I'm telling you, bro, nobody wanted the small ones because they heard that I was coming out with a big one. Mm-hmm. I came out with the bigger one. I did a pre-order for the first drop. It did awesome. Second drop did, you know, did pretty good. I think I sold out in like 15 or 20 minutes or something. And then like, and then nobody wanted them. Everybody wants the everybody's back to wanting the finesse skill, like tenfold compared to what they wanted. The big one, the big ones catching fish. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, you know, I think people are catching on to this little one all of a sudden. And so, the big ones like not out the window necessarily, but I get, you know, for every seven or eight messages about the little ones I get, I get one or two for the for the big ones. Yeah. So.
0: And and there's and a more,
1: you know, there's more of a market for the bigger one too, though, right? I mean, there are so many guys that make a six and a half inch or close to bluegill. So
0: Yeah. And I was gonna say it's it's fun getting to become friends with like you and, and other builders because they like they message me like, Oh, hey, look what I'm working on. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. Like that's sweet. Like I remember you sending me the the first the first like molding of the big one, and I'm like, yeah. damn, that's that's freaking sweet. And like you sent me a swim video and stuff. And then after you got your your mold and stuff and you figured out your recipe, you're sending me paint jobs, and I was like, damn, dude, like that. It, it's literally just the finesse scale. It's just blown up, and I'm like, that it's literally is so that's it. Yeah. Sweet. And so
1: I met you know I, I I was worried it was gonna be a little bit too thick, but you know I played around with it and figured out I could get it to glide no problem still. So it pushes a lot of water, dude. That's one reason why I like that big bait for sure.
0: Does it, can you fish it as sharp as you can the little one, or does it kind of have a little bit more of like a, a hunting wider glide to it? It's
1: it's a, it's a wider glide for sure. Um, I mean, it's not, it's not a super wide glide, but it's wider than what the little buddy is. Um,
0: yeah. That's, that's what I figured. I mean, you get that when you go two and a half inches bigger, two inches right. bigger. <laughs>
1: Here's the reality, dude. That finesse kill is the bread and butter, right? I mean, I worked on that thing for like two and a half years or something. It was like, you know, it was the bait that nobody nobody made it, right? Nobody made a small bait. And that's what that's actually something that I love. It's a love hate thing. People, you know, these bigger guys, these bigger companies that everybody knows about, all of a sudden they're coming out with small swim baits. Yeah, it it's you know? caught on. And, it's caught on. It's catching on. And it's funny. I've talked to a couple of the universe moderators about it. And they're like, oh, yeah, dude, like you did something. You know, I it, it was funny. I can remember everybody giving me a bunch of crap about, oh, that's never going to catch on. You know, it's not something people don't want, smaller baits. And I think I talked about it last time I was on the podcast with you. But yeah, all of a sudden, dude, you know, these guys are making smaller baits. And the reason why I say it's a love-hate thing is I love it, right, because it's bringing a ton more people towards my attention. You know, but it's a hate thing because I'm like, man, I wish I wish these people would have realized it a long time ago. like they catch fish, you know,
0: yeah, and, and that's why yeah, it's dude, I don't know, it's so weird. But you want to know the crazy thing, and I was talking to a guy about this yesterday on the phone, is I can count on one hand how many baits I see, how many of your baits I see up for sale secondhand. like people do not sell mm-hmm. those. There's guys that have eight, nine, ten of them, and they have never yeah. even thought about selling one secondhand. Right
1: yeah no i know it's, and i it's so yeah. wild recently i think i've only seen two for sale and both of them the guy asked me to help him sell them because he flipped his kayak and needed money to pay for all of, you know all of his rods and stuff again so i was yeah. like oh yeah and i posted them up on my story and they were gone in a minute so it's uh yeah. i don't mind helping people you know i i'll do what i can but like you said no i think it's it's cool you know i, I me and uh me and my friend Cory were talking about this and it's one of those things where I don't think I am on that like hype train status and to be <laughs> honest I don't know that I want to be. I think it's becoming one of those things where it's it's a bait that just catches fish. There's not really hype behind it. They just, you know, they don't cost 200 bucks for a tiny bait, you know, they it's, you know, it's an 80 dollar bait that catches a ton of fish. Yeah. And so that's part of the reason why I think people are keep keeping them cuz you know it's like you were saying i mean you could replace it with a jerk bait in reality depending on you know co- you know color mm-hmm. i haven't really seen it. it's small enough you could dude i fish it in the same places i would fish a jerk bait and yeah. you know catch the same size fish and bigger fish than i normally would on, on you know fishing like a jerk bait so um,
0: yeah and it's it's kind of i think you you're responsible for starting this wave of smaller baits i mean you know during covid 2020 2019 it was all about the the big the big, big stuff. Everybody was making 10 inch, 10 inch glide baits. You know, you had like the dock rat 14 inch. You had the green Moby. You had all these like super big baits coming out. You had the, the Ballum 300 and uh, the wild beat and everybody was looking for hinkle trout and stuff. And now it seems like it's like, oh man, how do I want to say this? Not that sw- like swim bait hat, swim bait fishing has gotten popular yeah. And your bait is just perfect for a guy who's just starting off or a guy who yeah. wants to go out and he'll buy two of them and him and his, you know, seven year old son will catch a hundred fish in a day on it. And it's just like, it's just it seems like right. it's the perfect bait for a lot of guys who either are just getting their toes wet and and don't want to break that hundred dollars. And they're like, okay, well, this bait, you know, I see all these fish pictures of guys with them. I never see them up for sale, so I'm going to try to get on this drop for eighty dollars, and I don't have to buy a special rod for it. And I'm pretty sure that's kind of what we talked about last time. Is like guys can fish it on their six ten four jerk bait rod, or they can fish it on a spy bait rod, or they can fish it on a flipping stick. Like it's not. Yeah it's not a demanding bait. Like you can get away fishing it on 15 pound easily. Like 15 pound is just. That's what I throw in- mine on. <laughs> yeah. And you can fish it on freaking anything. I fish mine on 14 and it was like, man, I have, I don't even have to switch out my spool. Like I can just right. fish it on whatever rod I want to.
1: Right. And it depends where I'm fishing too. Right. I mean, if I'm fishing something that's gin clear, I'm throwing it on 10 and people tell me I'm crazy for that. But you know, I throw it on 10 in super clear water. Cause like I said, I mean, I'm fishing it in the same places I would a jerk bait. Mm-hmm. you know but if it's murky if it's super murky water i've thrown it all the way up to 18 because i know i'm around a bunch of brush and the water's yeah. chocolate milk you know yeah
0: so. i was it's fishing it when i was catching all those fish last year i was fishing it on 17 and it was like no freaking problem at all fish the same exact way as it was on 14 this year and right it's like, it doesn't it's matter like you can you just tie it on and you cast it out there you add water and you're gonna catch fish essentially Dude, it's so
1: funny bro i uh it's funny that you mentioned that. I get a ton of messages about, you know, what line do you want me to throw on? You know, what, what line should I be throwing this on? And I always tell everybody between 12 and 12 and 18 is probably your best bet, but you know, it's, it's one of those things, like you said, the line doesn't really affect the swim. Um, I know I fish baits where line affects it a ton. I have fish baits that don't really affect it. What's cool is that it, it doesn't really affect it. I mean, it's not a huge difference maker. So
0: no and that's that's super nice too and i mean if i haven't lost off the top of my head i haven't lost like many fish with it at all because it is like it is obviously a smaller bait and if a fish wants it dude fish is going to take that thing they don't dude, they inhale it that's like
1: the video i posted on instagram dude for whatever reason that video got like I don't know, eleven or twelve thousand views or something. I don't, I don't know what I did differently, but
0: for whatever reason, that's a badass video. I've never seen bottom fucking water for a bluegill. That
1: video was, I mean, literally, it was like, you know, like I said earlier, that fish was cruising around, and I was watching him just like peg bluegill against the rocks, and so. We walked up to it, and I spooked it the first time. We went back, and my buddy Kyle that was with me, I was like, dude, pull out your phone, bro. Like, we got to record. And it was cool. We were actually – the best part about it was we were recording for the Leviathan thing that we have coming up, like, for next year or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's the color that we're going to be fishing. And so the fact that I was able to not only use that color and get that eat, but then to get, you know, get it on film too, I was like, bro, that was crazy. But back to your original point, like, that fish inhaled it there was no second guessing eating that thing. I mean, it was completely gone. Like, you know, and that was a, almost a four pound fish. So it was, it was, it was cool, man. I don't know. Yeah, man. It,
0: I don't know. It's, it almost, how do I want to word this? It almost is like a pride thing that guys don't want to fish a small bait. Oh, like, really? like I'm, I'm fishing a swim bait. I'm not going to fish a four and three quarter inch bait. That's not a real swim yeah. bait. And they, then they see their, they see their homies catching one, or they see a six-pound smallmouth or a five-and-a-half-pound largemouth caught on it. Yeah. We're like, shit, man, when's the next you drop? Like, it. come on, Kyle, I need <laughs> a bait you. got to spare one for me or what?
1: <laughs> you beat me, too. And I was going to say, honestly, man, like, I get it. You know, that's why I just was posting all over Universe asking, who's got an extra tyrant for me? And I was able to get one, you know, because that thing's sick. But the reality is, is, right, like like you said, there's a, there's a pride thing, and then all of a sudden they see people catching big fish on them. And all of a sudden, that pride completely goes away, and I'm getting a message asking about, you know, hey, bro, when's your next drop? So, it's cool, dude. I, the drops have been going crazy, like, and it's that time of year, right? I mean, it's the time of year where those bass are annihilating bluegill, but uh, it, dude, it's just one of those things. It's like the, the drops. I I can't I can't even keep up with it as quickly as I'm making them. They're gone. So
0: yeah, and
1: I'm trying to get them out quicker for anybody wondering. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. I just you know with a family and full-time job it's it's not it's not easy.
0: Yeah, dude. And that's what I was going to talk about was like right now if you guys are unsure on why like why right now like these baits are going by super fast, I honestly think it's because right after the bass bun, typically a lot of the panfish uh, push up and start to start to do their beds. Yeah. and steven clipper um shout out steven because steven listens to every episode and there is a majority of episodes that i mention him because he says something that resolute re- like resonates with me or says something that i kind of want to talk about and uh yeah. in, in his post in his universe post yesterday he says uh if there's a gill season i think it's right now and yeah. so when these when these panfish start to push up and, and spawn these bass are literally just cruising and if they see, if they see a little, little bluegill sitting there guarding a bed, they're just going to slide in there and just slurp that thing. And your bait is literally like a handful of baits in the swim bait world, or even just the conventional world that, that you can really use to idolize that, uh, that bite. Like, I mean, you can't, you can't find a better bluegill replicator than, it, than like one of your baits are like that gilly bait. Like we were talking about. I mean, it's just, right. you can just sit it there, sit it on top of a bluegill bed or a crappie bed. Or you know what at rock bass, and you can just you can sit there and hit it five or six times, and it won't move. It'll still be in the center of that bed, and those bass will just come through and absolutely annihilate that thing. It's, it's ridiculous. It's funny. I'll
1: use the uh, I'll use the popular lingo right now. Going on, it's a really
0: choppy bait. Oh, dude! Speaking of that, Kevin Baxter, he was he's was talking about that, and I saw that, and I was like, I'm not gonna say like I'm a I say that a lot, but I think I say that. <laughs> five times every episode and everybody's like yeah yeah you do you say that quite frequently <laughs> i
1: dude it's a it's the pie you know it's the it's the thing right now. it's a choppy baits are in and i think a lot of that has to do with with buka's you know trick shad yeah uh, a lot of it has to do with that bait bro i mean it, there's no there's no way it doesn't have to do with that but no i mean this bait it, it is a super choppy bait the reality is it's not huge and when those bass are up cruising like dude we, i took i took my daughter to the park yesterday And you know, there was a little lake there and I was so bummed I didn't bring my rod. I've always thought the pond was just tiny, tiny. I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, I never assumed that there were any fish in there. And there was probably three to four pound fish, just dude, literally sitting there, just chasing the bluegill. Like he was swimming through them and the ones, it was funny, like I noticed it yesterday really. And I've always kind of had an idea about it, but once you actually see it, you all of a sudden you're like, oh crap, like that that makes sense as to why that, you know, the twitching action or the the quick darting back and forth makes sense. Dude, the one bluegill that would take off and, you know, would would shoot off in another direction, that was the one that the bass was going to eat. But the ones that would just sit there and do nothing, you know, he he didn't even look at. Like so, yeah. I don't know, there's something to be said about a little choppy bluegill bait this time of year. I mean, you, you and, can't I mean,
0: it's <laughs> pretty hard to you, be. So I grew up catching a lot of fish like a lot of bluegills and crappies off beds and stuff you know say whatever you want we were eating them, so it didn't really matter but like, <laughs> there's a guys, lot of them. yeah if you guys have ever seen like bluegill beds like uh there's some videos on YouTube of uh, like uncut angling Aaron Weep catching catching these bluegill on beds and crappies on beds with a drone and he's like getting aerial views and then he'll drop down with like a worm attached to his drone and he'll catch these fish but I mean, literally, dude. It's like six by six squares of circles of bluegill beds, and you're just you're watching them, and they're just doing. They look like clocks down there, just spinning, swimming around their beds. And you'll see a bass kind of like, from what I've seen, like in real life, you'll see a bass kind of swim past, and you'll you'll see like one or two just dart off. Like, and that fish will turn on it, and he'll he'll follow those bastards, and you know. I'm sure he probably doesn't catch every single one, but there's a good chance that he catches at least a couple a day. And if you can like replicate that and you can do it slow enough and that fish bites on it, dude, it's, it's game over. And I'm yeah. sure it's probably, you could do the same exact thing with your big gill too. I bet.
1: Yeah. The big gill, the big gill's is cool. Cause it does get a little bit more distance. It has a little bit more drawing power than the little one. I've caught a few, I've caught a few fish on the, uh, on the, I've caught more than a few. I've caught, I've caught some fish on the bigger bluegill too. um, that's for me, that's like at bigger lakes, you know, like, I, I mean, they're nowhere near, like when we went to Texas, I was completely blown away by the size of those lakes out there. You know, we yeah. have like diamond diamond Valley out here where, you know, where Gus fishes a lot from some culture. And I, that like, that's considered my big lake around here. Uh, and so like when I'm going there, that's where the big bluegill will come out. But dude, even there, I mean, sometimes those fish are dialed on those little tiny bluegill. Like, you know, that's like somebody, you know, the, this, you know, this kid yesterday sent me, sent me, I think I posted on my story. You probably saw it too. I, no, I sent it to you actually, you know, that, that kid stuck a fish that was probably, you know, all of five pounds. And he said that bass was just up shallow eating, you know, he was eating the bluegills and, you know, it was, it was that one, the the hell did we call that thing? A blizzard gill or something? The, me and Phil, uh, oh, Phil and Phil yeah, yeah. the, the you frozen. know, so well, it was yeah. Whatever. You know, that, that color though. And I have, dude, I completely forgot about that color, bro. But all of a sudden he sent me a picture of a fish that was, you know, five pounds. He's like, I think it's four or five. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Like I was bummed for him. Cause he didn't have a scale and he's never caught a bass that big. So. Yeah,
0: dude. Like I think your bait has caught on really well. in like those, those Southwest States, you know, California, Arizona, and some of those other states down there, because like Arizona, when, when you live like in Phoenix and you only have five parks that have a couple lakes apiece, and they're all like get pressured super hard and like, right. you know, there's probably not a seven pound fish in there. So you don't have a reason to fish, you know, an obsessively large, like an eight inch or not eight like a 10 inch, you know, bait. Like yeah. shit, if I want to get into swim baits, like I said, if I want to get into swim baits and I live in like Phoenix and I'm fishing these small little residential lakes and ponds, Right, you're I'm fishing. Not, I'm not buying a swim bait setup I'm I'm fishing my flipping stick and I'm just gonna buy a small bait and I'm just gonna rip it around there because I'm sure those bait I'm sure those fish have not seen a bait like that before. You know, well,
1: like I have a I've got a couple people that I talk to pretty frequently that live out in Arizona and uh Some of their ponds out there, bro, they do have seven pound fish, I'll tell you that much. Or close close to it. I mean I yeah. uh, this guy Liam the other night stuck a six ten or you know, almost seven pound fish on on the finesse skill, you know, on like,
0: the like, finescue. Finescue. Oh on, the finescue, on
1: the finesse skill, on the, you know, in that wiper color, he was like, you know, dude, he sent me a picture the hooks were completely destroyed. They were completely bent out, but I mean, he stuck it. He landed it, bro. That thing was a giant and dude, he stays on him with that thing though. Like it's just one of those things. Once people have a little bit of confidence in it, or they take it out one time. That's why they hold on to them. That's all it takes yeah. is taking it out one time. You'll see, I mean, you, you know, for, for anybody not not 100% sure, you'll see yourself, dude. I mean, that little bait, It even if you don't catch something on the first time, you you know it will because of the action of the bait. It took me forever to figure it out. So I can confidently say you'll probably want to keep the bait in your arsenal. And some people, it's not for them. You know, some people, it is way too small. I still get messages to this day. Oh, I didn't realize how small it was. Not as much as I used to because I think people are starting to understand, but it's one of those things, dude. I mean, you, you throw it and and it sticks. Like I love the bait. I obviously you would hope I love the baits that I make, but yeah. I love them cause I genuinely fish them. You know, it's just a tool. That's all it is.
0: And yeah. this happens and, the time of year for it. And we, we, you and I have talked personally about, uh, about people like, oh, that's a really small bait, and then you know, two weeks later, they they end up in the checkout with two baits, and they're <laughs> right. like, oh, yeah. "Oh my gosh, this <laughs> bait is so sick, man! I love this thing, Catch me so many fish." <laughs> yeah.
1: I know exactly who it is. <laughs> I still talk to that guy a lot.
0: Actually, oh, I was I, just—I was, I was just thing. meaning.
1: No, there's one guy specifically that 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 he did that. I remember telling you that. Dude, that's so funny.
0: <laughs> I was just beating like in general you've told me about stuff like that happening like yeah people people saying oh this bait's too small then like, they order one they order one when they're on the website and they're like oh my gosh this thing is this thing's perfect like i can catch so many fish on it if i want yeah. to
1: there was a guy at the texas gathering who uh he walked by and he was like dude this thing is tiny and i was like i guarantee you it catches fish though and he goes I don't know though, bro. Look how small it is. I said, just buy one, dude. It's 80 bucks. He was like, oh, it's only 80 bucks. And I was like, yeah, just get it. The next day, bro, out on fork, he stuck three fish for me. I, I think the biggest one was like three and a half or something. But he was like, dude, this little thing's a fish catcher. Yeah,
0: dude. So it was I,
1: cool, man. Like, yeah, it, it's just funny.
0: I love and, it. And speaking of gathering, so if you guys aren't familiar, Matt Streichel from uh, SBTV Fishing, he, he had grabbed one of your one two of your baits at the two, Virginia of them, yeah. two so he grabs two of your baits and and matt is a youtuber with, with a lot of followers and stuff what he goes out the next day or two days later on Chickamahoney and just absolutely reaps some fish yeah. with these baits.
1: <laughs> he wrecked him and that was in the fall too bro yeah like <laughs> yeah so that was great i could you know i was i was gonna be happy if he caught one but for him to go out and stick like two fives and a six or something, or how you know, whatever that's back. I mean, it was he was huge. I was like, that's crazy to me. I yeah, dude. He uh I ended up sending him a bigger gill too. So he just, he literally just recently got that one. So I haven't uh I haven't talked to him about how he likes it. I think he literally got it in the last couple of days, but um
0: You know, I think um I've talked to somebody kinda in the industry and we've we've talked about like tournament, like big tournament guys and how um if if you talk to distributors and stuff yeah swim baits are like outselling conventional stuff like 10 to 1 like for whatever reason like guys are buying all these shad glides all these gill glides all these top waters and stuff yeah. and i do, i honestly think it's a limited amount of time before a pro gets their hand on one of your baits whether it's like up on uh uh shit what's that big what's the really big smallmouth spot up in new york uh
1: wait st. st. Clair? St.
0: No, no, it's like St. Lawrence or St. Clair or just like somebody, somebody gets your baits like up by me and they fish like Grand Travers or, you know, over in Wisconsin or Minnesota and they just put an absolute hurting to the smallmouth and they're like, oh my gosh. And and like, you know, it get, word gets out that, oh, this guy caught 25 pounds worth of smallmouth on this one bait in a matter of like two hours. And yeah. they're gonna be like, oh, and they're going to see this bait and they're going to be like, holy shit why have we all kind of fallen into this notion that a swim bait is a seven inch shad glide bait? Like how how have we not heard of this bait or how have we not seen baits like this?
1: We, uh, dude, yesterday that I'm, I'm sure a lot of people probably saw it yesterday. Guy stuck his personal best. It was a six, six Oh two or something, six pounds, two ounces essentially. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. Like congrats. He goes, you have no idea, dude. I just had the best day I've ever had fishing on this lake, fishing this thing. And I was like, what do you mean, you know? He had almost a 27-pound bag with, on smallmouth, all smallmouth, dude. Oh, my gosh, dude. Fishing that thing. So I've got those pictures. Wow. I'm just, I, haven't, I haven't posted them up yet. But, yeah, dude, he, 27 pounds of smallmouth, bro. Like, I was like, dude, I'm jealous. Like, it's my bait, and I'm jealous. You know what I mean? Like, yeah,
0: dude. Yeah, so, you
1: know, he said that the smallmouth were just up cruising, though. And yeah, they, 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 there was no hesitation, like, at all
0: yeah he they see they that thing going by They're like oh i'm gonna inhale this thing i'm gonna just keep swimming
1: <laughs> yeah it, it, like i don't know that was cool bro i mean he was only a few ounces shy for anybody who doesn't know anybody who sticks a largemouth 10 pounds or over you know or a smallmouth six and a half pounds or over i do you know i i haven't i haven't got to do one yet but a replica mount uh you know of the fish and and i'll give you some baits to replace the one that you caught the fish on and you know keep fishing it hang it up on the fish i don't care but it's something cool, just something different that I'd like to offer to people just because, you know, and, and again, some people have come close. Nobody's done it yet. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's going to considering, you know, that guy yesterday was like six ounces
0: shy of it. But yeah. Dude, it we was, were, it was I, crazy. I don't know if I told you we were on St. Clair a couple of weeks ago and it was pre-spawn conditions. But the only problem was the lake had turned. So it was super windy the day before. And like the bottom mm. of the water flips up to the top. And it was like the water was super murky. It was just completely unlike really? St. Claire. And I fished the crappie, the crappie finesse gill for like three hours. And I had caught a few small ones on it, nothing crazy. Yeah. And then my buddy, uh, a guy I know that I was fishing with, we started dragging around like dark sleepers and AgenEs. And he caught yeah. a seven-pound largemouth dude wow. on a on a dark sleeper. And I was like, holy shit. And then Dude, it was just such a crazy day, and i i wanted to f- I wanted to fish the finesse gill on the bottom, like we were just dragging it along bottom. Right. But we we're fishing a super crazy like stump field, and I'm like, dude, if I get this fucking thing hung up like sixty yards out there, <laughs> yeah, I break bro. it all. I'm gonna be pissed, and I'm I just like I outweighed the pros and the cons, and I'm like, no, this bait means too much for me to lose <laughs> it out here. You like, got to get I'm, one of
1: those lure retriever things, man. Yeah, that thing saved me a I, bunch
0: I, of baits. <laughs> I was just like, you know, fuck it. I got whatever. And I was so pissed. I'm like, I think there's some super, we caught a 619 smallmouth. And then three class, three casts later, we caught that seven pound largemouth. And I was just like, oh my gosh, dude, like a four pound smallmouth. I know would absolutely inhale this bait, but I'm like, I really want to risk it for the biscuit, but man, I I just can't, I've caught too many bait or too many good fish on this bait to lose it out here.
1: (laughs) Right. 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 No, no, no. I get that, dude. That's what, um, I think there's somebody fishing there right now. Who's who's been catching them all day today? I mean nothing big. I think his biggest one was like almost three, but he's been catching smallmouth all day long on it today and switching back and forth. But St. Clair cool. on St. Clair, yeah.
0: Oh shit. <clears throat> Damn, dude. I think like you could go out there in the summer and I bet you could put up a really good bag of, you know, 20 pounds easily ripping it, ripping it over like those big, uh, those big, uh, boulders or, or over grass and shit. Like, like the guys do with jerk baits and stuff. And yeah. it's like, you could go out there and you could just absolutely have a field day out there. And I'm really excited. Cause I'm I want to go
1: familiar with smallmouth the way that I am largemouth, but are they, do they do, do most of them stay up pretty shallow
0: in that so, summertime. So dude, I, there's this. Really cool video I saw on TikTok uh, the other day, and I know whatever whatever you mind or whatever you think when I say TikTok, but like I'm on the side of things where it's like informational, like fishing stuff. Yeah. And um, this guy breaks down. Are you familiar with zebra mussels? Do you guys have them out there? Yep. Oh yeah. So he talks about how zebra mussels have single-handedly turned the Great Lakes into like the best smallmouth fishery in the country, let alone like almost in the world. And he talks okay. about how, like, <clears throat> for anybody who's unaware, the Great Lakes is like a super, uh, a super big factor in for like all these uh, European uh, freighters and stuff that come through up through uh, New York and Mass and everything, and come to Lake Michigan, Wisconsin, and all that. And with these big boats, they suck in the, all this water to to help stay afloat when they're when they're in their home country. So all these. All these boats suck up all this water from like when they're in Europe and England and stuff, and they come over here and they discharge it in in Lake Michigan, and that's what introduced uh, alew or yeah alewives, which is like a super crazy uh, bait fish that pretty much blew up our trout fishing in the Great Lakes. So alewives, lamprey, which is like a huge leech, which are absolutely yeah, oh yeah. disgusting. I know what that thing is. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then zebra mussels, and if you guys are unfamiliar, these zebra mussels suck in the water, they are like just little tiny, you know, dime, penny-sized mussels, but they they show up in, like, these huge groups. So when you guys – if you've ever seen, like, a sailboat get pulled out of the ocean, it's just all those crustaceans. That's pretty much what zebra mussels are. And so these zebra mussels fill throughout the water and make it super clear, and smallmouth, like, rely on, on sight fishing or, like, sight hunting. Right. And so when these zebra mussels cleaned out all this water – they made it so that the sun could penetrate the water deeper so these fish could be out further on top of making it cleaner so these fish could could see these you know see these bait fish 20 yards away go out eat it and turn around and rip back into their their rock piling or their their weed bed and it's like it hit, like zebra mussels are super sharp they're super shitty they they nick oh, up your line, your line and stuff they cut you super bad dude it's like a razor blade but like yeah california hates them yeah we hate them here too but it's <laughs> like I, it, I don't mind them actually. Cause you know,
1: you get, like you said, you get crystal clear water. From yeah. Them.
0: Yeah. And it's like, it was a, it was a blessing in disguise essentially. Like it was super shitty, but after they were here for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, they got this water so clear that it's just skyrocketed the small moth population and, and being out deeper makes it harder. Well, you know, a couple of years ago, it was harder to catch these fish out deep before we had forward facing sonar. and and they just—they could just gorge themselves on these alewives It was also an invasive species and all these other you know gobies and stuff like that and it's just done a full circle and it's just made the smallmouth fishing here absolutely electric
1: yeah i gotta come out there dude i I want dude i want to i don't know i just want to fish a really good smallmouth population so here's the thing like my pops lives in arizona and so there's plenty of smallmouth out there yeah i think my biggest out of there is like Four or four and a half or something. I mean, it was it was you know it's right. It was in that four pound range. I just remember seeing a four on the scale and like freaking out. But like I couldn't imagine a five or a six, dude. Like those things pull pound for pound. i Somebody's probably not gonna agree with me, but those things fight way harder than largemouth, dude. like yeah. night and day, bro. Yeah, dude. Uh, like that, was that different. seven
0: pound largemouth that my buddy caught. Literally, I mean, he, he fought it. You're you're pulling up a seven pound weight of right. mass up from the yeah. But I mean he was catching he was catching four or five pounds smallmouth on the same bait same rod and everything and I mean you You said I mean I was I was <laughs> I was fishing the dark sleeper on my medium heavy Omega and like, you know You're dragging it you, you feel a tick you reel down sweep into it and, I mean it the rods loading up and you just feel this fish down there just losing its marbles dude shaking right. it's head, just absolutely pissed at the world and you're like <laughs> trying to winch this fish up off the bottom it's only like 10 feet but it takes you know 45 seconds to a minute and a half to pull these fish up and right dude it's just it's so magical for anybody who's never caught a smallmouth i i can't wait for the day you do uh, catch a decent one because it is such a blast
1: right oh yeah hey how, how deep a water was that that you were trying to get that gill down to
0: only 12 feet. Like I, I was, wa- I watched it one time on the forward facing sonar and I kind of have mine. I have a lead strip or two on the front hook hanger. So it sinks pretty yeah. fast, but I was just like, ah, dude, I cannot lose this fucking bait. Cause if I catch like two good fish on it and I lose it, like on like my sixth cast, I'm just going to be pissed at the world. So I'm like, I, I just got to cut my losses. I can't yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah.
1: No. Well, so what I was going to say is like that. So that's something I've gotten the works. Um, you know, I don't know if we were going to talk about that or not, but I've got a, yeah, I've yeah. got a deep diver that's, um, that's coming out deep diver crank down. I mean, I've got a couple different things that are like, you know, only a few months away from, from, from being available. So those will be cool.
0: Yeah, dude. And, and like I said, being friends with bait makers, I get to, I get to see all this cool stuff before the, the masses know about it. So, I mean, you have, you have the, the deep, like the crank down or the, the deep diving one. Right. 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 And then you also have another bait that you've, you've talked about, you've posted videos about. And now if I'm not mistaken, the the testers that you picked have them like they're fishing them right now. Right. Like they're they all have they
1: getting them. I think, I think the first like five guys have got them. I just, you know, I'm just making sure I get all the kinks worked out so that it's the closest thing to the final production one that, that they can get. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that way they know for sure. I mean, it's not, you know, it's one of those things. I don't necessarily know that it's a, it's, the word testers is funny to me it's really guys that you know i want to put a beating on it and tell me if i guess it is testers you know i want them to beat yeah. the crap out of it and catch a bunch of fish on it not only for the picture side of things so that people can see what's coming and that they do produce fish you know it's like, not taking it another. apart and
0: let you know what they like or don't like
1: right exactly exactly and so i yeah that one that one's funny dude uh the name of that one that cracked me up i Came up with it by accident, because I'm sure mo- most people have probably seen it at this point. It kind of, I was, I was trying to go for something where, like, these, Calif- you know, us California guys, we have a bunch of trout out here. And I'm sure there's, there's other guys, other places. But California is really known for its trout eaters. And so I was trying to come up with something that could be a trout, but could also be a shad. And so, you know, I was coming up with a bunch of different names and writing them down on a notepad. And all of a sudden, I wrote down the word shad. And I started dying laughing, dude. And I was like, that's it, bro. That's the name of it. So it'll be cool, man. I'm going to do a bunch of, you know, it's a shad and a trout and I'll be able to offer a bunch of different colors. And it's a wide glide, dude. It's not a, I know some people aren't going to necessarily like it, but it, you know, it's not a super choppy bait. It's, it's definitely more of a wider gliding bait. I mean, you can hit it pretty good and it, it goes, I mean, for a seven inch bait, you know, I I'm estimating it's gliding 12 to 14 inches. It's literally like, so my buddy Corey, who's who's been fishing it for a couple of months now, he's like, dude, it's like a mini 250. That's lit. Like, it's like identical. The swim is almost identical to a mini Depths 250.
0: Damn, um, that's like that's fucking
1: sick. It's sweet, dude. I mean, it's it's really cool. And dude, you probably I think you probably remember my old trout. Like,
0: yeah, I've yeah, had like four
1: that. or five different renditions of this bait,
0: dude. And I yeah, finally. Dude, that was like July, August, September of last year. That you, and that's what I thought it was for the longest time. And then you sent me a new picture of it. And I'm like, that's definitely not the same bait. That's no, it's a,
1: not the, that's the same bait, dude. Choice. I've redone it like four times, dude. I'm telling. I, I, I can think of four for sure that I've. You know, and there's probably been little renditions where I'm making the joints slightly different on it.
0: Yeah, and I was gonna say, I. Uh, you had sent me the list of guys that you kind of wanted to mess around with the baits, and I added, you know, I told you maybe a guy or two, but like you yeah, got really
1: those guys are getting them actually in like the next week or so.
0: Oh hell yeah, you got like a really solid list of guys, and I feel like there's a lot of bait. There's a lot of bait makers out there. There's a lot of us know, and. For some reason, there's not a lot of new baits in guys' hands before they get to before they start to be sold. Like guys, guys like, oh, post. You know, I've talked about this before. You know, meme Fridays, of course. But like, guys will post up a picture, like, oh, this is my bait. Oh, it's not ready for sale yet. Two weeks later, okay, I'll open up the list. I have, I have five for you guys to buy for two hundred dollars a piece. And it's like, oh, you should like, dude, like, I mean, you got to cut your teeth. You got to figure out this bait. And the cool thing is. As you know, you might figure out like when you make this bait, you're like, okay, it's a super slow wide glide. And then you send it to somebody, you know, X, Y, Z, and they fish it for three days. And they're like, dude, like this bait, like you can fish it super fast. And you're like, holy shit. Like I had, I had no idea that you could do that. Thanks for letting me know. And that's why you do that stuff is to, to send it out to these guys and let them pick it apart and tell them what you like and don't like, like constructive criticism, no matter how you take it, it's probably like the best thing to get as a bait builder
1: yeah no it it is for sure dude i um yeah i don't know i mean i think i you know where i've got them i think they're good um am i sure somebody's gonna figure something out yeah probably you know it's just like you said it's one of those i don't know it does crack me up though dude like i love i love seeing it literally it like it makes my day better when i see a guy post check out my new first time carving a swim bait and then two weeks later I'm like, dude, I'll I'll literally write down the name of the person and I'll be like, watch, here we go. And, you know, and then I'll call, you know, I'll either call you or I'll call one of my buddies and it's just like, it's, it's great. And it's, it, it cracks me up. Don't get me wrong, dude. Good on them. I was at that point, you know? Yeah. I was at that point. I was, and I went through a couple of tests. I went through testers first and then I didn't really send out too many testers, you know, so I'm guilty of selling them too, but I sold them for 35 bucks when I first started.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, like you know I sold just them. covering the cost of everything the bait being it was bored, literally just covering and the cost of stuff. yeah
1: that's not that wasn't even considering the amount of time i took away from from my wife and kid you know what i mean like that was just it was just i liked them and i wanted people to check them out and they were ugly i mean they were really ugly but they worked you know right. and they caught fish, and they were even smaller than the four and a half inch bait now like you know but then i linked up with Roe, and that's when we made them slightly bigger and even then, bro, people still call him the keychain bait. And I've you know, I've just let them stick with it. I mean, that's what it is. It's a it's a little bait, but dude, that little bait produces a lot of action, bro. I love that thing. And don't get me wrong, like I said earlier, I love the big bait too, bro. But the bread and butter, like there's a reason on my Instagram, the first thing under the tagline is the original finesse swim baits. Cause nobody yeah. marketed it like that. You know, here's the thing. There uh, were there smaller baits on the market, smaller hard baits on the market you know, but most of them were were injection plastic molds, uh, you know, and the few guys that did make a bigger bait, they didn't really make that many of them. And that's why I made it. You know, I think I said that on the last podcast, I made it because it was something, like I said earlier, it's a tool, dude. It's it's something that I wanted in my arsenal that I didn't have.
0: So, yeah, dude. And I think I, I was just about to say, if you made like if you had a bunch of blem baits, like tops and fronts, and you just made them and sold them as keychains, like just, just leave them bone and just like yeah. them on Sharpie, like the keychain. <laughs> right. You had touched on something that like you have a family and you, you do have a full-time job. Like do people understand that the Gracely baits isn't like your, your full <laughs> income? Absolutely not, bro. <laughs> people don't get
1: it. Uh, it's okay though. I mean so sometimes people get it, but no, I don't really tell that many people, you know, that that I do have a full time job. But if somebody's complaining about a you know, oh bro, you're taking too long to have another drop, then I might have to explain, like, dude, look, I'm a full time car salesperson on the side. Like yeah. it's not it's not something that I like plan on doing. It's a you know, it's not like I'm like, oh, I'm going to wait forever, to, play, you know, to, to get this drop ready. Like, no, dude, I'm working. I, last night I was in the garage till two in the morning pouring up some more, I guess I'll use the word testers, like of that, of that shed, you know, I was pouring, you know, it's it just, just little stuff. I mean, dude, it's like, I'm, I never, I never stop. Most times I go out there when the baby's gone to sleep so that way I can spend my time with her and you know it, it, that's that's my only time out there i get from like nine o'clock at night to like two or three in the morning and that's my yeah. like work time so you know and, and then i'm getting you, up at six thirty the next day to go sell cars so
0: <laughs> yeah then <laughs> it's never you're not I mean. getting home till you know seven thirty, and it just is the cycle repeats itself correct exactly so
1: you know dude but i i love it and and the reality is is if i can go full time with it the way that i think i can in two or three years then yeah for sure dude there's no way I won't do it. Right. Cause I think it's something like, like we were saying other guys are catching on more like other bait makers are starting to do it. They're starting to make smaller baits. There's a downward sizing trend, like really going on. I think we talked about it last time about how there's a couple people doing it, but now it's becoming a really popular thing, right? Like look at the, you know, look at the tiny, the extra tiny time or tiny, tiny yeah. tum or whatever, like that bait's sick, you know, and it's yeah. a little bait. Like, I dig it. You know, like there's, there's other baits out there now that are tiny. I know. um, Oh God, dude. uh, uh, Golden, golden swim baits makes a new, I I don't remember what their actual name now are. I forget, but you know, there's a bunch of little baits that are starting to come onto the market that are becoming more popular. And so I think I can take it full time. You know, I just, I'm going to have a few years until I actually get there, but it's been yeah, fun, and, dude. I appreciate everybody, whoever, you know, whoever's listening to listen to me, it's, it's cool. I appreciate all the support because without all the people, you know, resharing and commenting and going and, you know, like you, like you talking about it on the podcast all the time, dude, like if I didn't have that kind of support, there's no way I would have sold out and, you know, in less than a minute, like I did, you yeah, know, Friday.
0: That, that, yeah. I was about to say, so we recorded recording this on Sunday and you had a drop Friday. So two days ago. Yeah, and I was gonna message you beforehand, and I I think we we're at, at a restaurant or something. And I I checked my I checked Instagram. And yours was the first story, so I pressed it, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I sold out in less than a minute!" And I, I texted you right away. I was like, "Holy shit, dude! Like, congratulations! Like, that's crazy."
1: Yeah, and it wasn't a bunch, you know, it wasn't a hundred, but dude, thirty like, you know, thirty baits. That was a lot of. I mean, that was a, it, it was cool for me. I mean, most most times, my drops are about thirty to forty baits. But to sell in less than a minute like that, that was – like I get stoked when I sell out in like 15 minutes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, dude. And it's like I don't know – we talked about your hosting website for the shop. So I don't know if you – do you have like an app where you can see the amount of people on your site and stuff?
1: Yeah. So like the the
0: that day – hold on. I can tell you right now actually. Because – while you're looking, I, when I dropped the magazine, so unfortunately, dude, I didn't even get to watch the drop happen. Like I had to go to work and unclog a toilet. And so like nice. I was in the car, it was seven 59. I'm like, okay, cool. I posted them up, uh, posted them up at eight o'clock while I was driving, you know, you know, <laughs> unfortunately I was driving when I did it, but I get to work or I get to my shop and it's like eight Oh two and I'm getting tagged in Facebook posts. Like, oh my gosh, I, I missed out. Like, are you going to do more? And I, I looked at my site, and three minutes after, there was still like ninety-six people on my site trying to wait for the page to refresh, and like my site yeah. crashed. Like it had four hundred one or four hundred four, and I'm like, "Whoa, dude! Like I had I had close to a thousand people on my site that day, and I'm just like, wow! Like that is so that nuts, so crazy. Oh yeah, that's more that's more than I had. <laughs> <laughs> dude, yeah, it's just like, but still, like it's just it's super, I've talked about it before. It's super wild to see that much interest in something that, that you have done, that you've created, that you've taken so much time out of your, your schedule to, to make and to produce.
1: Yeah, no, I had, so I got it here. So I had 388 people look at my website that day.
0: Yeah. And I mean, even then that's, you know, 10 times the amount of baits that you'd even loaded up on the site, which is just fucking crazy dude
1: and who knows you know would everybody have bought one probably not but there were probably a lot of people that are looking i mean it shows that people are looking so now it's a matter of coming on you know coming on to scales and tails and figuring out why people <laughs> aren't buying them you know <laughs> but yeah it's uh and maybe you know maybe maybe most of those people would have bought i did sell out in less than a minute you know so that was i dude i mean that was nuts my phone i don't know if i told you my phone completely froze up like i normally do it for my ipad so that way you know, I can get all the notifications. I have yep. an iPad, like, for my Grace Bates side of things. And I did it from my phone that time, dude. My phone completely froze up, and then the screen went black, and, like, the phone completely restarted. And then before I could even, like, get the phone back on, my buddy Corey was calling me, and he was like, holy crap, dude, like, bro, you sold out so quick. I was like, that's awesome. Like, I couldn't even watch it. Same thing, I couldn't watch it. I just – my phone froze. It was nuts, dude. It that, was is, cool.
0: that is cool. so sweet. I remember – I remember unclogging the toilet. It was like eight oh seven, and I pulled my phone out, and I just had all the Shopify notifications and all the Facebook and Instagram messages. Like, dude, you you gotta run more. Like, come on, please. Like, I think it, I was like, one of those, bro. Yeah, I I was like, wow. Like, and that's that's like when you drop a new bait, and like you drop anything on your site, you know, merch, or you know, I'm sure uh, Jared from Fall seventy four has the same feeling when he drops like a new style of rap or know bait yeah. makers or rod builders you know whatever it's like when i when i posted them up when i was getting ready you know that seven thirty, like 30 minutes beforehand like you're trying not to hype yourself up you're like okay like if i don't you know right you're trying to sell them all like i'm not <laughs> gonna be mad but it's like wow I, I would really like to and then you check your phone and they're all gone and you're just like oh my gosh like wow, that's just such a relief that, that they're not just sitting on my site or that, like, I have drummed up that much anticipation, I guess, or that many people want to have this product. Like, it's such a surreal feeling.
1: Yeah. Dude, it's – I. yeah, I need to do more, bro. I um, I, I have another batch done that, like, I'm going to be painting tonight probably, um, you know, so that hopefully I can I, I – I'm going to – not hopefully. I'm going to have another drop on Saturday just because, like, I, dude, I had an overwhelming amount of like, I'll call it love from people that were like, dude, like your baits are awesome, bro. You know, one guy was like, I've already got eight and still somehow missed the drop and won another one. I'm like, dude, like that is so cool to me, bro. Like it's crazy. Cause like you said, it's like, it's something that something that you're doing. Like it's, you know, it's something to be proud of. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. And dude, I'm stoked for you even with the magazines. Like You know, I think I like, I think I told you right off the bat when you first originally told me about the magazine idea, I was like, dude, that would be absolutely nuts. Like there's nobody, dude, like I said earlier, nobody's doing that. So, um, it'll be cool, man. I, same thing in regards to like, nobody's doing it. There are other people doing crankbaits, but like to have a little tiny bait that dives 15 feet, that's going to be a pretty, you know, it's a pretty sweet little bait. It dives on average, it stays between that 10 and 12 foot range. Uh, you know, on a long cast, I mean, I was getting it down to 15 on my buddy's, um, the live target or whatever they call it. So Damn,
0: dude. that's that's so that's so freaking cool. And I don't know. I feel like when you do have success, like when when you sold out in, in a minute and just like when, when you see your baits get wiped off the site the night of uploading them, it's just like, wow. OK. And you're thinking like, that's super cool. Like I need to I need to get get in the shop and make some more. But like for yeah, me, there's that other thing in the back of my head, it's like, okay, what am I gonna do in the next six months that's gonna that's gonna uh you know, jump over this, this achievement? Yeah. Like what can I do differently? Yeah. What can I think of doing to to help move this forward and, and gain even more traction or keep the interest at just like a high peak.
1: Right. It's striking while the iron's hot.
0: Yeah. You
1: know what I mean? It's one of those things it's like that's why I have so much stuff in the works, dude. So like I'll say it, I have you know, I have a wake bait, I have a crank down, I have a deep diver, all in the finesse gill coming out. You know, I have a wake bait of the big blue gill coming out. I haven't done the, the crank down or a deep diver for the big blue gill yet. I'm sure it'll happen at some point, but I haven't even started to mess with that.
0: Yeah, you yeah. know, and
1: then I also have that, the shat. And then I, that's, which is a seven inch bait. And then, you know, next year, there's going to be a five inch version of that too. So it'll be four and a half inches and then the tail will make it five. So, you know, it's going to be the finesse version of the Shat too. So that there's like a ton of stuff going on. It's when do I, you know, when do I come out with it? How do I make sure that it's perfect? The Shat was the big one for me, dude. Like I want to make sure I've got dudes who are absolute hammers, just, you know, wrecking fish on it to make sure that it is good. You know, there are a couple things about my little bluegill, even though everybody's like, dude, this is the perfect little bluegill bait. There are little things that I would, I would change again, you know? So, yeah, but for the time know. being, I mean, there's a and lot,
0: I, of <laughs> probably, probably you too. But like when I, when I, like when I sold that for those first 50 magazines and I looked through it, I was just like, wow, like. I'm going to be honest. So the first 50 magazines that were out there. So if you have a magazine in silver Sharpie that's labeled one through 50, those are like rough drafts. And those are completely different than the one, the ones that I did the two pre-orders for after like, like, so those, those original ones have matte covers the first page, like a couple of the paragraphs are cut off on the first page. (laughs) I noticed that Alec Alec Weaker's uh, musky has pike like it says like oh alec weaker with a nice pike or whatever and there's some other things in there that i just completely forgot to to nice. correct and on that on that next round i mean i'm sure there's typos on the next round too but i corrected all that stuff and then on the next round they're they're a glossy cover and i completely did that on accident so there's you know 300 magazines out there with glossy covers and the other original 50 have have that matte cover and so i'm kind of Torn on what I want to do for the next one. Maybe I'll do the first fifty in that. I don't know. But funny the, that
1: you even bring this up, actually, dude. People love matte stuff. I didn't realize it.
0: Yeah, like people love
1: like, like matte.
0: Yeah, it's super weird. Like like matte green. Like dude, I don't know what it is. Matte green. Everybody loves that matte OD green. And the gloss is super cool. Like I enjoyed it. It it helps not show off the scratches as much. But in my opinion, the mat the first 50 matte magazines came out so much better. They're so much easier to take pictures of because there's not a glare. So maybe maybe this whole next round will be Matt. I don't know. I'm unsure yet. But I was just like, there's a couple little things that you can definitely tell from the first 50 from the rest yeah. of the ones that have gotten sold.
1: Dude, Texas, uh, Texas Gathering, man. I did a, I did a, I had 25 matte bluegills with me. Mm-hmm. Bro, those things, besides the, you mentioned Jared earlier, besides the fall of 74, collaboration baits those things went quick but bro the second to that bro the mat, the all the matt baits were gone like they were gone gone they weren't it wasn't even thought about like they were the first things to sell it was, it yeah, was crazy yeah. people want matt and i didn't i never realized that i just did it because to be honest i the clear coat that i that i always order online mm-hmm. i accidentally got the matte version <laughs> Like it's, you know it's a drop down tab and i accidentally got a matte one Yeah. And like, all right, well I'm gonna run with it. Like, you know, I liked it. I didn't I didn't mind, but I don't know, people like
0: people like Matt. It's funny. Dude, I will say for you having such a small canvas, like your bluegill paint is pretty fucking good for having having a little four and three quarter inch like canvas to paint on. There's a lot of detail in that little little area for sure. It's it's not
1: it's yeah, it's not easy. It's not fun. Another painters will tell you. I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, it's, there's so much like, oh man, I almost said gun control. That would have sounded funny. But there's so much like airbrush control. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I, I, uh, you know, there, there's so much like, you know, it's, yeah, there's a whole process behind it. But no, dude, like, like I think I said on the last podcast, painting came easy for me. So it wasn't a huge deal. It's just yeah. becoming more and more, uh, you know, it's becoming more and more, realistic i mean the colors that i'm using are more realistic the mm-hmm. different like tones and the hues and you know everything are coming more realistic and i've gotten to a point to where the other night i was bored bro and so i randomly painted this one that was like uh you know i'll, I'll send you a, i don't know if you saw it or not i uh i'll send it to you but i did i did this color that i was like it's a small mouth pattern like that was <laughs> like my idea was like it's a, something that that i would fish in arizona at my dad's house and then i was like huh that's cool but uh I was like screw it, I'm gonna sell it. So I posted it on my story, and sure enough, somebody from Arizona bought it and like in like a minute I was like, <laughs> Dude, that's great. Like the most random color, bro. Something that I figured I might throw in Arizona and then I didn't. Oh no. shit,
0: dude. That's fucking sweet. It
1: was crazy. Like it was so out there random, and I made a starters tail for it too. Like
0: the thing is nuts. I- I will say, oh, what was I gonna say? I had it in my head, and then you sent me this video. Um, okay. oh, was it? uh maybe not a sigh of relief, but once you got one of those the your big gills in your hands, where you're like, wow, like I'm gonna be able to paint this, like, like I have so much more room to to lay paint down and stuff. Was it kind of like, oh wow, it's gonna be a lot more fun, or were you like, oh shit, now I gotta like rescale everything and how I used to paint?
1: Honestly, okay, so. Most people, they get a bigger canvas and they go with a bigger scale mesh so that it matches, you know, so that it matches like the size of the bait. Yes, I, yep. I did, and I didn't like it, bro. Because like when I look at little bluegill, well, not little, when I look at even six and a half inch bluegill, like something similar in size to my big bait, their their scales aren't these big massive scales.
0: No, no, they're still you small. And they're still they're shit still little around.
1: tiny scales, and so like it was more of just like, I looked at it and was like, there's just a lot more room. Like, I just got to figure out how I'm going to make this look, I you know, look the same as my, as my little bait. And I really haven't even like gone super crazy with detail on one yet. I'm almost afraid to, because if yeah. I do, I'm going to spend like four hours on one bait and just go crazy. Like, right. I don't know, you know, you've probably seen it and I don't know if, People listening have seen him, but I've done taxidermy work too, like just on the side, like random little things, you know, like my daughter's first trout that she ever caught. I taxidermied her little twelve-inch trout, like just little stuff, and that's what I feel like I could do with that bigger bait. I feel like I could just go nuts with it, and I'm trying to avoid that, bro, because you know it's like these the the last little bluegills, the last drop that I just did. I called it XD gill, and that was really just for extra detail. Um, Yeah. And they, mm-hmm. you know, it it took me an extra four hours to paint those.
0: Jeez. But it was because and... I was
1: sitting there taking way more time and I charged a little bit more. And I think people understood. I mean,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they sold out on an hour, so I, I think people understood, but it, you know, it was just more time that I took away from my family and more time yeah. that it took me to do. So but that bluegill came out sweet, dude. Like that color was awesome. It just again it took me
0: super, super long. So right. For for you guys who had heard you know 20 30 minutes ago when kyle was offering the replica uh stuff Uh you catch a 10 pound and a six and a half pound smallmouth. go on go on the page go on the gracely bates page scroll down to where you see the replica bass he has on the table and you guys will like understand like okay that's why he offered that because he's done a handful of fish with with this replica paint like okay yeah like this isn't this isn't some you know half-assed thing like he's legit like, dude, the bass that you did came out so freaking sweet. That's so badass to see. Thanks, man. Dude, it was, you know it's funny? That was the first one I ever did. Yeah, that's what I thought.
1: Yeah, that was the first ever replica I had ever done. I had never done one before. But, dude, but you know what, though? It was one of those things, again, I took my time, and, uh, it, it, it dude, it turned out crazy. Like, it turned, it, yeah, it was cool, man. You know, it's not a. I'm not a professional taxidermist, nor will I claim to be one, (laughs) but, uh, but it, it, you know, it it looks good. It's not a, it's not a, exactly. It's not a half ass paint job where it's like, yeah, I did it super quick. And to be fair, I still did that one pretty quick. Like that, I think that, that, that replica mount only took me like, how long did that take? I mean, dude, I think that, that replica mount, I think it only took me like six or seven hours. Wow. Um, Damn. You know, which is still. I mean, you think about it, that's a lot of time, but yeah. What you know, it was it was one of those things where that that was the biggest bass I had ever caught on my baits. I don't even know mm. why I ordered it because it wasn't a ten. It was only a seven and a half, half pound fish, but I was excited, so I was like, you know what, dude, I'm gonna do the replica work. And yeah, dude, it, it was. I mean, it was cool, but I, I I you know I reached out to a couple of different um to a couple of different guys who who do actual replicas. You know. Like they do legitimate replica mounts and the turnaround time was like six months to a year. (laughs) That was why I decided to do it. I was like, you know what, whatever. And I just sent you a video too of what my daughter's trout looked like. She was all excited. Like, you know, so I decided screw it. I mean, I took her fishing. She had never caught a trout before. And, uh, and dude, and so she caught that one. And now it's something that like, now it sits on a stand with like a picture on it. And I did like a whole thing, but, and that trout even turned out really cool. Like I had never done a trout before and you, you'll see in that video. I, I, uh, I should actually post it so people can see it. Um, but dude, that that, tr- I mean, even that trout came out really cool. I've done a trout, I did croppy, mm-hmm. I did, you know, I did a largemouth. I mean, I, I'd, I'd be excited to do a small mouth. I just haven't had a reason to. So.
0: Yeah. And that's what I was going to ask you. And you talked about like that you've gotten excited doing the painting and stuff. And while we were talking about the painting, have you kind of gotten into making your own colors and stuff? When I had uh, Clayton Sly from Sly Guy on, he talked about, he's like, yeah, dude, like I, I buy like the, the colors you can get at the store. He's like, but that's literally just to mix my own paint. Have you kind of figured your own way into doing that? You know, it's funny.
1: I, um, so the answer is yes, but it depends on exactly what I'm painting right so is like, so like something that that a lot of people like about about my stuff is I, I i it's very rare that i do the same color more than once in a year
0: yeah i just don't I do them that often,
1: or 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 two or three times in a year you know what i mean like um if it's a really popular color i might run it again you know um but the reality is is i just don't run colors more than two or three times a year and so they're all different so do i mix paints yeah none of the paints are exactly what they are out of the bottle, but I'll like, you know, I'll mix them in a li- in a little tiny paint cup and make the color there. It's not like mm-hmm. our, you know, it's not like a like I'm mixing it in a bigger bottle and using that yeah. bottle kind of thing. Just because none of the paints the same, you know, I want to use different tones of green, and I don't want to have a bunch of money invested into just paint that I don't necessarily need if I'm not going to run the color more than twice a year.
0: Yeah. And that, that does make a lot of sense. I mean, there's no reason to have, holy crap, dude, I'm looking at your, the trout right now. Damn, dude. I mean, that's like, that's like you throw it in the pond and take some pictures of it and people think that that's a real fish.
1: Right. Right. It was, and that's the thing though. It's like, I love doing it. It's just, it's one of those things, like I said, about painting the lure, painting just come easy to me. Like I just, I enjoy doing it. It doesn't, I don't know. It's not a huge task to me, but
0: that's so sick, man. It takes um, too long,
1: well, but yeah. but it's fun, dude. I mean, it's you know, it makes the reality is, is, you know, and a lot of bait makers don't probably don't like to admit it, but the paint is for the customers, dude. I've caught more fish on on blank white baits, just oh, testing them on the kill. park. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, like I so and and but you know what though, I I, I will also be the first person to say if I have more confidence in a color. I almost guarantee I'm going to catch more fish on it because I'm going to be fishing it more. I'm going to be fishing more frequently. Yeah. I'll I'll fish it with more enthusiasm because, wow, this looks like the bluegill that they're eating instead of Mm -hmm. this is an all white bait. (laughs) You
0: know, so. And I will say Yeah, I will say that builders probably find enjoyment out of messing around with paint because. Totally. I do. You know, you know, you paint 30 baits in one color. That's probably a lot more fun than pouring 300 baits in a year of just repetitive shit. Like it's, oh, there's, yeah. there's a change of pace to it. You get to kind of put your own creative mix on it rather than just making your formula, pouring it in your molds and, and calling it good.
1: Yeah. Oh, dude. F- yeah. <laughs> Figuring out those formulas, bro, was the biggest headache nightmare. Cause you think you get it and then all of a sudden it's different. And you're like, why is this different, dude? I did it exactly the same just a couple of days yeah. ago. And yeah, bro, it's a whole science. That that's part of the reason that it cracks me up when I see these guys come out with these quote unquote new baits, because I'm like, dude, I know what it took for me like to figure out the little bluegills. And it wasn't easy. I mean, it was nights where I was throwing shit and I was breaking it and stuff just because I was so pissed off I couldn't figure it out, you know?
0: Right.
1: But it's it but in the same token, it's come to make me love the baits even more. You know, I love yeah. them now because I have figured it out because I put that time into it. And now people, dude, yesterday, like, you know, like I said earlier, I had two people sending personal best catches. Like that's dude, that was so sick to me. I get so stoked for those guys. Like I probably get just as, if not more excited for those guys as if it was me, the one catching it. Right. Yeah. So Damn, it's, dude. it's just, it's bringing a different tool to the market that like people are now really catching on for. And so I know crankdowns have become a really popular thing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. And so I think I think as I come out with the crankdown and and the in the deep diver and I bring other stuff, the finesse like it made me realize the finesse bluegill just the bait itself, the glide bait version is just going to become even more popular as I bring yes. out other stuff because it'll like bring people's attention. Exactly, yeah. it's a staple bait, dude. That's why you know that's why me and Levi from Leviathan that we talk all the time about how sick that little bait is like. You know and that's why we're doing that's why we're doing the collaboration for the rod in the future you know it's like it's something that i do i love that rod by the way I, you have one right you have one of those finesse no, rods I,
0: I don't have one i need to get oh one my i'm supposed to get one do. soon i think that
1: rod is ridiculous bro so that's the thing okay so what i will say this bait the finesse, that finesse bluegill dude you could throw it on anything bro i have guys fishing it on jerkbait rods like you can throw that bait on anything dude uh you know it weighs nothing i mean it weighs it weighs just over an ounce so but that bro that leviathan rod is ridiculous nothing bro. i have i've thrown i've thrown six different rods with that bait just to try and find something that throws the best none of them throw it like that thing it's got the tip of a crankbait rod but the backbone of a, of a swimbait rod like it it's crazy so i mean it's it's perfect dude and the finesse rod with the finesse gill i mean it just makes sense dude that that it, it's sweet, dude. And you know what? You know where the color inspiration came from for that? What's that?
0: Or where's that? It I was, should say
1: it was a guy on Swimbait Universe that had caught, uh, I think technically it's a cichlid, but a spotted tilapia. Mm-hmm. And dude, it matched up with the with the colors. I mean, it, it was perfect. Like it was literally it it was perfect, dude. It, it yeah, it's a it's a sweet little color. So
0: that's so sick, man. And Speaking of colors here, you guys, you guys better keep your eyes peeled for a special color coming out soon. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, man. That'll be
1: cool, dude. I, uh, I actually, I got it painted up the other night too. I I don't,
0: I'll go take a picture of
1: him when we're done, but I'll send it to Hell you. Dude, yeah, that, that dude, that thing is sick. <laughs> that thing's sick.
0: That'll, that'll be a sick color for, uh, for the Great Lakes region because those are like a huge, uh a Huge food source for, for those big, uh, big old smallmouths. So that'll, well, be, that'll be super sweet,
1: yeah, dude. That's the thing. Like, I'm realizing more and more these baits are becoming people are fishing them. Like, not only are they like great pond baits, great little river lake, uh, river baits, you know what I mean? Like, they're good for, li- for little bodies of water, but then like the smallmouth side of things. Like, I don't know why I just never thought about it like that. I mean, I get it, might have crossed my mind a couple times, but I never seriously thought about it, and so that's why, like when I hit you up and was like, dude, like, you know, we're both growing let's do something now. I think that color that's coming out is, is going to be ridiculous, dude. Like it's going to be ridiculous for the small mouth guys, you know, for guys like Steven, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, I was so stoked when he caught that fish, by the way. I know that's really off topic, but I was really stoked. He was (laughs) like, Hey, catch a fish. I was like, no way, dude. That's like, that's so sick.
0: Yeah, dude. That's so awesome. And I will say, I have not seen another bait in that colorway. Like I don't think mm, I really don't think there's been baits offered in that colorway. No. Not that I mean not not a not that I've personally seen. No. And I mean like Wisconsin, New York, Michigan, uh Illinois, maybe some Ohio fisheries like that that going back to the zebra mussel thing. Though I mean Those fish aren't, I don't think they're supposed to be here, but the fish have taken, the fish have taken well, uh, well to eating those fish. I mean, they don't mind. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and so the lake or not the lake trout, the, uh, the ALY fish has kind of started to die off. Like they haven't been repopulating super well. Uh And so lake trout are a super greasy fish. Like a lot of people catch them and they won't eat them. They'll just throw them back. Right, right, right. And it's because they're out there eating all these alewives. But now they've started eating this this other bait fish and it gives them a super good taste. Like it's not like these super oily bait fish. And That's so now right. like people, people catch these fish and they're excited because they can eat them again and they taste good in between like – I I bet you if you like if there's guys on Lake Michigan or on Lake Erie like Superior that are fishing this bait and there's uh-huh. a lake trout in the area I would put a lot of money that a lake trout would eat one because it's so small and it's gonna look just like the bait fish that they already eat like,
1: I almost I, guarantee it, bro. Because so let me tell you this, bro. So f- story time. I was with my buddy. I was with uh, not my buddy. I was with my cousin. I was with my cousin Scotty on his boat, and uh, dude, we were going around and. Scott and I both spotted these largemouth that were cruising. Um, and this is, like, right after winter was over. Um, and, dude, I threw at these largemouth, and the largemouth spooked. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I didn't cast anywhere near them. I was casting way up in front of them. But mm-hmm. I thought maybe the cast had spooked them. All of a sudden, a trout, dude, it was like a six-and-a-half-pound rainbow came out and absolutely smashed the bluegill. Like, I dude, I've never seen that, <laughs> Like, I, I not a not a bluegill bait. I've seen trout eat other bait, uh, you know, like small shad, glide baits. I've seen them eat, you know, everything out. I've never seen one eat a bluegill before, dude. So that was nuts. Like, it it tripped me out, and the way that it ate it was weird too. Because, like I said, I mean, I thought I had spooked them, so I was sitting there burning it back, like just reeling it up, you know, so that we could keep moving. And that's when that fish ate it. It was like a reaction strike more than anything, but I'm sure Lake Trout would will eat it, dude. I'm I'm like i I'm ninety-nine percent sure Lake Trout would eat it if if it got presented properly.
0: Or dude, like so if you make a waking version or when you make a waking version, um I have some buddies up here who who fly fish with, with mice flies for big uh big brown trout. And and there was somebody who caught a brown trout on one already, but if you made a waking one, I think that you could absolutely hammer some some river brown trout. Like That'd I, no doubt in my mind that a brown trout, because because guys catch a brown trout on like the Spro fifty and stuff, like like no right. no questions asked. So like yeah. a little a little gill bait crawling on top, whether it's a gill or whatever whatever it looks like, dude. I bet right. you you can catch some fish. Well, on that's it.
1: like you said, like that like that kid Gavin. He caught a really nice brown
0: on yeah
1: on a small mouth pattern actually. So it's kind of cool, man. I think. They're small enough, dude. You can catch really anything with them.
0: Yeah, I think I think it it fits. It fits into a lot of holes. It just doesn't fit into a circle hole. It fits into the square peg and the the triangle peg. It it fills Perfect. a lot of a lot of niches. That's for sure. Yeah,
1: no, it's a it's a popular thing, dude. Anybody who's not you know who's not a hundred percent into it, I'm not even asked that you become a hundred percent into it. It's more of just give it a chance and you'll see. I mean, you people are seeing. You know, more and more people are catching six seven pound fish with it like pretty consistently dude at this point weekly recently you know I think part of it's because like we said it's that time of year where they're crushing little bluegills but uh you know they they're they're a fun little bait man and and the big bluegill I'm coming out with more of those soon for you know for the big bait only guys the six and a half inch bait really isn't that big in the swim bait world you know so it's a uh, you know, and then I'm excited for what's coming up too. I mean, it'll be, it'll be cool.
0: I think also it's a change of pace, for like the fish out in California where they've seen, you know, now in the last six years, they've seen 5,000 depths, two fifties or hinkle yeah, trout yeah. stuff like that, where they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, look at this, look at this little thing. swimming past you, like I'm going to crush this thing it looks just like a bluegill. And so I think it's kind of, it's kind of like that. It, it's almost in the same regards as like, BFS fishing and how that's gotten super big yep. too in the last couple of years.
1: It's right. It literally lands right in the middle of BFS fishing and swim bait fishing. Like,
0: you know, and dude, like so something I'll never forget
1: was like watching ca- dude, I would I was catching bluegill when I was a kid and there would be tons of bluegill around, and the one that I would end up hooking that was freaking out would end up getting engulfed by a largemouth. You know, it's like it yeah, it's just one of those things. I think it's a bait that's choppy enough and twitchy enough that it just gets them to react like it is fun man like that's just a fun bait
0: i'll
1: be the first to say is it gonna catch you a 10 pound fish it could the reality is is you'll put up a lot of numbers with this bait you know the six and a half inch bait is probably the one that's gonna stick you the bigger you know nine ten pound fish uh but dude if you know if, if you're like me and you work way too much and you don't have time to go out there and hopefully stack a ten and stock it and figure out exactly where it's at and know where that fish is going to be, and you just want to go out and catch a couple fish and hopefully stick something in that bigger five to six pound range, dude. The finesse skill is perfect.
0: Heck yeah, dude. I think I think you summed it up perfectly. Like it's it's going to catch you good fish, and and there's a possibility you catch a really great fish with it. But you're going to have a super good time when you go out with it, no matter what. Right. Yeah. So. Hell yeah, man.
1: But yeah, man, that, that's what's coming. That's what's in the works. Another bait drop. You and I got something going on pretty soon here. So.
0: Oh, yeah, man. Is there anything else you can think of off the top of your head that we haven't talked about yet?
1: Not that I can think of. I mean, not really. I, I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, the, I think we covered everything for the most part, everything recently. I mean, it's been good, dude. Life's been good um you know as far as the bait company it's been going good people are really really trusting the baits now and more and more people are seeing it so it's 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 fun for me it's exciting
0: hell yeah dude and then you had kind of poked and prodded a thing coming within the near future with leviathan is there anything else like any other companies or anything that you want to shout out uh before we close her down um
1: yourself (laughs) for talking about the baits all the time you know um, and then Roe really like Roe Innovations has been awesome, dude. Jake's so cool, bro. Jake is super cool to work with. You know, I've got a. It, he's just easy to work with, right? Like I can make I can make the master out of clay. I can make my production molds like myself, but they're not perfect, you know. Yeah. And the reality is, is without those guys, I the bait would probably swim the same. It would probably look similar, but dude, nowhere near what it is now. So. Um, you know, Rose been pretty cool, but I, uh, no. And then I think the last little collaboration that I have going on is if there's a, uh, if anybody going, is going to toxic day four, I'm doing <clears throat> a, uh, there's a clothing company called stay bent anglers. Super cool dudes. We're, uh, we're linking up when we're doing like a Delta craw color in the big, the six and a half inch bluegill. So
0: hell yeah, dude. So got a bait drop coming this Saturday. And yep. then got some stuff coming down the chute here within the next you know couple months. I think I think it's gonna be super sweet. I think you're yeah. definitely gonna see some growth. That's for sure. That Especially after good. Toxic Day, dude. I feel like that'll help a lot. Toxic I feel like day you'll will be lot fun. Of man.
1: The Toxic Day is gonna be fun. It'll be different, you know, because dude, it's huge. Like there are so many really, really big bait makers out there, and I know that I'm growing, but I'm still one of the little guys, and I respect that. So I'm uh, I'm just going out there really to meet a bunch of people, and if I sell a couple baits doing so, then then even better. So.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. Also, um, so the tournament thing that I've been doing. So I've been do or I started that tournament, you know, yeah, bro, weeks that was ago. um, that I think is be gonna become a monthly thing. And what I'd really like to do is work with bait builders who who don't really necessarily have time to put on put on you know a monthly tournament through their own page like a lot of these like you know you have Piz that does it you have Trashy uh, Linciati, you have you have all these guys who put on these tournaments and it's just because they can like they have time like they're not you know they're dropping baits and stuff but like guys like you who have a full time job who are making baits who have a family and stuff like that it's a little bit harder and so these monthly tournaments I think are going to be kind of geared towards helping builders do that so I think. Probably it'll be like a five dollar buy-in every month and it'll be unlimited guys we'll use the scale app it'll be uh be like the photo submission and you know you use like if you have an iPhone you do the point five camera and try to get most of the fish in there with with the scale picture and stuff like that and I think that's probably what we're gonna try to do and Kyle and I have talked and I'd I really yeah. like help him do something like that too, because like I said, he, he doesn't have the time to, to run his own tournament. So if I can kind of help him outsource that and, you know, winner first and second place, get a bait, that would, I think yeah. that'd be awesome.
1: That'd be sweet, man. And dude, and for anybody asking, I'm going to say it real quick. Uh, I do have more shirts that I'm telling you, bro, that, that logo stop bitch and start fishing had so <laughs> much, like had so many reactions to it in a really good way. So I've got more on the way. I'm just working it out with uh, with my shirt guys. So
0: hell yeah, dude! And uh, when when you post that stuff, it'll it'll I'll repost and everything for guys who want to yeah. see it. And then um, yeah, whenever whenever I well, do yeah the... I
1: do, no, but but sorry my my actual my reason for for saying that was you know maybe for you know first place guy gets a bait you know some stickers and a shirt second place guy will get a bait you yeah. know, and third place guy will get a shirt or something you know So yeah, hell yeah, man.
0: and it's, I will say like. Like the first time doing it was super unofficial. I put it together in like two days and there was forty guys who signed up. So yeah, like, that was quick. I mean I mean, uh, if to sign up for five dollars and I'm not I'm not gonna keep any of that money. All that money's gonna go to the builder so they can cover, you know, whatever they donate and stuff. But I mean five dollars, cover it, you know, from like a Friday to a Monday and you know, have have that stuff for the builder to donate to give away. I think it'll be super cool and and, you know, maybe maybe it'll be the same builder twice or maybe that builder will do it a couple times a, a year. I, I'm not too sure. It's really just something we got to plan out. But I think I think it'll be super cool. And I think a lot of guys will find that cool because because it'd be cool to win baits that that aren't necessarily big tournament baits that the guys put on tournaments for.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. No, dude, I think that'd be that'd be sweet. Maybe who knows? Maybe the next one that you do, we we show a couple of the color that you and I got going.
0: Hell yeah, man! Sounds good. So yeah, the next one will probably be June. Okay. I don't know, or maybe May. I don't know. And it's well, it's, you and I will talk. We'll work it out. Yeah, dude. It's it's fucking hard when when you have a full time job and like you want to fish and stuff. It you gotta right. you gotta cram you know three styles of living into twenty four hours. It's just not yep. fair.
1: Right? Exactly. Yeah, dude.
0: But hell yeah, man. Um, but so you guys will be hearing this tomorrow. Make sure you check out uh, the Gracely. Is it just the Gracely baits on Instagram?
1: Yeah, it's just the Gracely Bates. My last name is super hard to spell for some reason to people, so it's just Grace and then L Y.
0: Oh yeah. So, uh, so you guys will be hearing this tomorrow. Make sure you guys, if you don't already, check out check out the Gracely Bates. He'll be hopefully we'll have a he'll have a drop on Saturday, and I'll repost that when he uh, when he shares that. Also, as always, make sure you guys follow the Instagram if you don't already. Scales and Tails underscore podcast keep your eyes out for the for the zine drop it probably probably be two weeks from now when you guys are hearing this. And then also if uh, if you guys want early dibs on the magazine, subscribe to the Patreon. It's like five five or ten dollars a month. Um five dollars you get you get to see the uh you get the stick the monthly sticker automatically and then the ten dollars you get to see a bunch of the behind the scenes stuff and then if you're subscribed if you're subscribed no matter what you get first dibs on the magazine. So the first order of magazines will be 50, and that'll supply all the Patreon guys. And then the first, you know, however many X amount of orders uh, from the initial drop will automatically get those set, and then the rest will just be essentially pre-orders like I have the last time. So that'll be open for about a week. And then uh, after that, so Instagram, Patreon, tournaments. I think that's I think that's everything. Make sure if you guys haven't already and you want a magazine for free, check out the the SNT sntpod.com and go snag a of uh, a rodeo dog or dogfish rodeo slap and you can uh, get entered into winning the the second issue the June zine for free which would be pretty cool. But other than that, I think that is about everything. I want to thank Kyle for coming on. It's been, thank you, man. It's been we, we've both grown a lot since you had come on last time. And there's been a lot of stuff that's happened since then. So I'm glad, I'm glad we got to talk about everything and, and even what's going to happen in the future for you or what you have in the works too. I think that's super cool. And I think that's going to drum up a lot of interest for sure. Yeah, dude.
1: And thanks to anybody listening who, you know, who has supported so far. I mean, it's, it's cool. And I talked to most of you, you know, but. It's, it's for the people that i don't get to talk to feel free to reach out to me man because you know in between painting i need somebody to talk to most times so i'll sit there and i'll message a bunch of people back and see who's awake at one in the morning so <laughs>
0: yeah well, <I> am <laughs> california time right, too. Yeah. Am <laughs> california time too <laughs> oh man but uh i want to thank kyle for coming on taking some time out of his day i want to thank you guys for listening i hope you enjoyed these enjoyed this episode now we'll talk to you guys next time see you guys
1: later